but it's really funny. Yeah. Um, but that, so yeah, doing, um, landing the plane, finishing the job. I always said we would, by the way, when Luna died, I always said we would, but it's just great to see it all coming together. You know, you always say a lot of shit, right? Yeah. Over and over again. Um, but until it comes together, nobody really believes you. Mm-hmm. But when it starts to come together, everyone can start to see the, the end of the journey, right? That the light at the end of the tunnel. This is my favorite part. Hello, welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. What's up? It's Steve Green. And King. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 2024, man. We're doing it. We're in it. Yes, sir. We're At in last. it with you. We survived. Yes. Yes. Survived another year. We hadn't we hadn't heard from them. We haven't talked to them since last year though. <laughs> <laughs> it was only a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> it's the joke. Oh, it gets me every oh, year. Oh man. That's every that's a good one. Year. Thank you. So how's your twenty twenty four been so far, Steve? We're it's uh, been fun. Currently of day of recording, we're on day five of it. Yeah, it's really fun. I like it. It's a lot different than last year. I'll yeah, say it's that. going by slow. It's very slow. It's like only along. a week's been, not even a week yet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. How are you? How are you? How's 2024 treating you, huh? Well, um, to get out of uh, non-serious mode, I, I have been getting back into the thick of things. And yeah. I really try, and I've been trying to do this every year for the past, I'd say maybe five years, of not, uh, you, I usually just get a lot of anxiety at the top of the year. I just do like yeah. just really anxious for me a lot of people get excited they're like oh new year clean slate i get like oh no clean slate like i have to do everything all over again yeah you get really in your head i get really in my head yeah you've been and in so, your head past and, couple days. uh well i th- thanks a lot because i've been working on it it's like one of my main things oh, it's, it, it's just something i notice that i work on i've, I've been working bad. on for the past five years of like i don't feel that way to be honest. i don't feel that way um i feel like of all the years, I've made slow progression of like not feeling anxiety at the top of the year. Last year, I didn't have anything figured out. Like there was nothing going on. Mm-hmm. I had my stream uh, vlogmas got wrecked because like my camera broke and then the new camera do and then the laptop and all this shit yeah, happened. Yeah. So like like my vlog channel was off its tracks. Uh, surprise! It's, I've been trying to figure that out for a year now but um it's been like on the back burner of priorities um but like uh i didn't have any projects that i was sinking my teeth into Mm -hmm. and i have the opposite this year where i have so many things that i'm part of and i'm kind of like okay now that we have had a taste of all these different projects which ones do we want to narrow in and hone in on this year and really focus on and build and grow and like actually um water the garden of and i guess that's what i've been mulling over the most but i also didn't i didn't do the whole like okay the first is tomorrow i'm gonna get you know make sure like i eat my vegetables and i'm on vitamins and i go on my walk and like you know new year new me like it wasn't like that and i i really appreciate a non-rushed approach to the new year i like that i feel way less stressed and i feel like it's more sustainable Mm -hmm. you know sometimes you have lofty goals and you want to tackle all of them all at once because it's the new year you're like i want to lose weight i want to do this i want to do that and so you're just like the first week you're great you're like checking off your to-do lists and shit but how sustainable is that to keep on on day 33 or on day 45 you know on day 60 something um i want to make sure to set myself up in a way that 
I feel I can sustain it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I don't feel knocked off the horse, you know, so to say. And so I feel the best way for me is building it slowly, like, like slowly adding more things in. So while I do, I'm going to get to like, what are our top three goals this year and stuff. But while I work on one of mine is, you know, relaunching the vlog channel and I've said it a billion times, but I don't really want to put a lot of pressure on it where like, I feel like I'm doing it for the sake of doing it. I, I really do like, I like my vlog channel. So I have a lot of fun ideas that I want to be able to incorporate, but I can't really truly give it the time that it deserves until these other things get taken off the plate. So, um, you know, this week has been a lot of um, putting my ducks in a row. Like, uh, okay, well, I have shit they don't tell you. I want to stockpile those episodes so that's out of the way. I don't have to think about that so I can go back to focusing on the vlog channel. That's mm -hmm. easy. That's something I can do. That's like an actionable step is stockpile so they don't tell you. And then uh, in next week, I'm going to stockpile Ace Holes, my other podcast that I work on. And so then that's out of the way. And then I can actually hone in on the vlog channel, which is like one of my top goals this year is to relaunch the vlog channel Love that. yeah and i would say that um my my top three goals out of like out of i don't know if the best way is to go back and forth and say like or like i'll say a goal you say a goal because yeah, mine sure. all kind of like bleed in together though <clears throat> oh well then do yours okay do a chunk so i'll do a chunk i'm chunk and then steve will take up the second yeah. half sorry because i just feel no, like this it. is like a brain dump for me yeah. almost yeah um but I, I also just like want to go over approaches because I think I get the most questions about that. People see me doing a bunch of things and accomplishing things or whatever. Like, um, how does how did you do that? Like, what what did what was your approach to it? And I, so I kind of want to go over from the beginning of the year what my approach to it is or what it has been for the past like couple years that I feel like is the most successful for me. Um, so last year was a lot of working with a fuck ton of different companies in the poker industry. I had to had to like make a decision on whether I wanted to like pursue the poker industry further after 2022 cuz 2022 was like kind of a kind of a surprise where I just got thrown into it um I love poker and I'd been studying it but I didn't expect to have that much poker success right off the bat and because of that I got thrown into the community and like I found a whole new world, which was like, wow. And it like really dazzled me. But how do I fit into that world? I don't want to just overcommit to something that I'm not I'm not sure about how I fit in or like w what way I can contribute the best. And at the top of last year, I was like, OK, well, what am I good at? What can I contribute? What what won't overload me? And starting a podcast seemed like the best route to go and teaming up with uh, Caitlin Komeski. Shout out. She's another poker player and comedian. And it was just an easy fit. And our podcast like found success immediately, which was really cool and like very humbling. Very embraced um, by the community. Yeah, it was it was really rewarding and like so it just filled me with joy to to see that. Um, I didn't expect that great of a, that great of a response. I like I wanted a good response, but like I didn't expect it to be like that good. And because of that, we got a lot of opportunities to work with a lot of different companies. And I found myself commentating on Poker Night in America, WSOP. Uh, Bally Stream Poker and WPT, which was like huge companies that um, there weren't there aren't a lot of commentating spots for, but I got offered them and uh, the opportunity to work with those companies, a residency at Poker Night in America to shoot our podcast, like just right away, and a ton of like 
big name players in the game that wanted not only interviewed with us, but wanted to interview with us, which was so just so cool to to hear and see and feel. Um, and then hosting, I was just nonstop working from company to company, like hosting on different platforms and shows, and then eventually taking an executive producer position for another podcast, Only Friends, shout out to them, who run five days a week. They're a live stream podcast that runs five days a week, something that I don't have that much experience in, uh, which is like live, live yeah. stream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've had to kind of adapt to that using like what I know from making content and best practices at YouTube and incorporating that into something that has, has to be live. Which yes. Is another thing you do. And kind of just like finding their, their they have a lot of hosts. Mm -hmm. They have for a podcast, it's a lot of hosts. They have at least five hosts um, and kind of honing in on what their specific skill sets are as individuals um, to make it run like more of a machine. And, and, that's, and that's been rewarding in its own regard of just being able to contribute my experience and, and then help out another show behind the scenes, not on camera, um, which is another, like every time I've been a producer for something, I've also been on camera, but this is very much like, I, I want them to shine. So how can I curate the show for them that exhibits uh, their the way that they shine the qualities, best. Yeah. And and that's been cool too. So I dip dipping my toes into a lot of different areas that I have adjacent experience in. I have experience hosting, but I didn't really have a lot of experience in commentating. I had experience hosting my own live stream and commentating my own cards, but not commentating for high stakes cash players. And and so I got to test myself and my limits and um I love a challenge in something that I feel somewhat competent in but i know that there's like room to grow mm -hmm. and then get, being able to work on things and like seeing that growth and so that that was very rewarding last year but yeah like just it was a it was chaotic because there's a lot of different things going on at all times and trying to stay consistent at everything was really tough and and uh that's why the vlog channel also went on the back burner um and something that i want to explain in the vlogs is that like as much as i wanted to come back to my vlog channel and get consistent again the vlog channel started because I had a life I wanted to vlog. And at that point, when I started the vlog channel, my life had stabilized to enough where I could vlog the day to day of like, yeah, it's chaotic and there's auditions happening and sometimes I get booked and sometimes I'm working on that. I am I'm running a YouTube channel. I'm writing scripts and producing sketches. All that was happening. But I kind of had it worked out enough where I could just vlog it on a day to day basis and then editing it wasn't. Uh, like hard because it was like oh I vlogged my day I edit the day I vlogged the day I edit the day whereas last year was like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing so most of it is having to like brainstorm it and taking all of my focus to um, coordinate my schedule which changed every single week was completely different just didn't know where I stood and, and like, exactly yeah. and like didn't have my feet on stable ground enough to be like okay now I think I can vlog all of this and I'm happy to say that I, I feel like I'm at a point now where I can um, it's just now I'm backlogged with a ton of stuff that I vlogged that I thought were important moments last year that built the life to where I am right now that I think needs I think if I were to start vlogging again right now uh you would need that context or at least a little bit of the context of what I'm doing because it's completely different from what I was doing a year ago and that uh yeah that's definitely one of my top goals is to not only catch everyone up on the vlogs but to like rebuild in a 
way that I think is really fun. I, um, it wasn't like I just fucked off last year and wasn't into content creating. A lot of people, I've been getting comments lately on, um, the, the podcast that like, Oh, is Nikki just burnt out and she doesn't like, like our, her vlog channel anymore. And that couldn't be farther from the truth. I'm actually so passionate about it that I like, I think you're a little too passionate about it. I am. You want to do a perfect job every time. No, I don't want to do a perfect job. That's like perfect. perfect. Okay. But I'm talking about, you want to tell a story a certain way every time, but the story keeps changing. Right. I've seriously sat down to do an update vlog five times last year. Yeah. And as I was editing it, the story completely flipped, flip scripts and just like completely changed to a way where like now I can't put out that vlog because there's a whole different set of information that came out. And so I, I kept having to like redo it. But um, but the point I'm trying to make is more so like I l- also was learning new skills, which... Um, I find very important to me personally. I feel like that's the crux of my life is like finding joy in learning new things. I enthusiastically learn new things. And um, the only problem is like once those once that learning curve is like the beginner learning curve ends and I'm kind of plateauing, I it's harder to like keep things sustainable. Right. But then I circle back to things that I already was doing before so like the vlog channel is something that i've been doing for a decade um and it it was basically the same thing throughout that entire decade but then during the little break i guess that i had um last year i was still picking up new innovations of what the current state is uh as far as vlogging goes and short form content has taken up has has been on the rise a lot lately like even with traditional vloggers um they've found ways to kind of make short form versions of their vlogs and so i'm like is that that's interesting i want to look into that is that something i can do and so it's a kind of a lot of like well can i do this format is it something that i could sustainably do is it something that i can incorporate to what i've already been doing is it something that i would like doing um before i commit and i think that's more what you're talking about is that like i analyze things from a lens of like I used to overcommit to things too soon and disappoint people along the way when I couldn't sustain it. And so I think as a preventative measure, um, like I default to like now uh, maybe overcompensating for that for to like that's fair to make sure that I don't overcommit. But ultimately, it's just because I I do really love doing these things and I don't want the joy to come be sucked out of it because I think that's where you find yourself dead in the water and and that's where when people would ask me last year um you know I had a couple big scores in 2022 and they're like are you going to be a pro poker player now and I shied away from it because like I loved poker I'm obsessed with it I, I wake up thinking about it all the time but talking to a lot of pros they get burnt out and 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 the swings are pretty gnarly emotionally and I don't I don't know like I just didn't feel like I could commit to that being my primary source of income when I the joy for me was still in the learning mode of learning to make the best decisions in spots and sometimes it's going to cost you monetarily and I didn't want that to hurt my life finances because of that you know and so as much as I would love to be like yeah I want to be a pro you know it's I think that 
my natural hesitation to like step back and go, okay, well, let's weigh out the, like, can you sustain this? Would it be emotional, vi- emotionally viable? Would you enjoy it? Will you enjoy it once <clears throat> the initial wane of enthusiasm yeah. happens? Which like, I think that people to make a, a analogy with relationships, I think this is something that people have a hard time with where they're like, love isn't real because they get this, immediate dopamine influx when they start dating someone and like oh my god i'm in love and they're so great and like oh my god this is great and then when the inevitable wane happens because it wasn't really love it's like the real like the the yeah it was infatuation obsession and the dopamine that you were getting from not having any of the negatives yet and after feeling some of the negatives in poker swings I don't know if that's something like yeah. I want to commit to. And I think that's, that's I question fine. if you would enjoy it. I do. Yeah, I don't think I would. I don't think so. Because, but I don't know for sure. Because when I decided, you know what, I'm going to take the media route instead because I know, even though media itself is very high variance, like mm. the entertainment industry is incredibly high variance. YouTube content creation is so high variance. Like that in itself is a high variance route to take. Yes. But because I've been doing it for 12 years now, I feel more stable in my abilities to do that for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Like where I'm like, I yeah, I can handle the swings of media and entertainment. I feel confident. And maybe, I don't know if this is even justified, but I, I mean, I feel confident in my ability to get another hosting job, to get yeah. another on-camera job, to get to start another podcast, to do YouTube as a full-time gig. I, I have no qualms with my ability to do that um so hunkering down and being like okay let's take what i know from my experience in youtube and apply it to poker media and see where that takes me because then i get to be around something i really enjoy and am passionate about um i get to be around the people that i admire that are like pro poker players that are hitting it hard that are consistently show up to the felt and win and like get to know what their mindset is like and get to like talk to them in a format where it's like they're on my show and they wanted to be here and it's like a um kind of a symbiosis i guess yeah. um in a way that complements like both of our skills and uh, i think they, they enjoy from what i've seen yeah they seem to enjoy being on an unserious poker show yeah Whereas most of the shows that they've ever been on, it's like very methodical about poker and like in the grindy talk about poker. And like, I think people just like to be a people sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and and to be fair, I enjoy listening to the fucking nerdy ass, like gritty uh, strategy based like content stuff. But that's not my skill. You know, my yep. skill as a host is more like the unserious stuff. And, and I do think that like that wasn't that wasn't really abundant in the poker sphere. So it is a new flavor Mm -hmm. that I think we added. And that was rewarding because it's like, well, it's fun to be able to contribute uh, in a new way to an old industry like that. They had, they haven't really had a lot of yet. That's the most, that's the best feedback you typically get from poker. Yeah. And, and I was shocked. I I mean, I knew people listened and like, we are very new. So it's like a, a micro youtube channel compared Mm -hmm. to like things that i've worked on and been part of and and uh have built myself but um but it's new and it's and it's like different in a different in a different industry and so like i our channel has like two thousand something subscribers and um we get about that many views per video on youtube and however many downloads with audio 
so I was expecting like our audience to be like kind of that. Yeah. But what I wasn't expecting and why I went more into researching short form content and like really delving into that last year was because um, when I went to WSOP, almost every single table I sat at and there were th there's thousands of people at WSOP. Uh, there's like tens of thousands of people in in a ballroom at WSOP. So t hundreds of tables. Every table I sat at had someone that complimented me on the podcast, yeah. which was crazy. Um, sometimes people were listening to the podcast on the table, which was wild to me because it's like, well, 2,000 people isn't that many people spread out globally that would listen to something on the internet. So for that many to be in a room of, you know, 10,000 people and like constantly coming up to me, I was like, this is crazy. But it wasn't necessarily from them listening to full episodes of the podcast. Sure. It was from them finding shorts yeah, that were clips, getting passed yeah. around and clips that were being passed around. And I really got to see firsthand the impact of that, that it doesn't matter if people listen to your whole your whole podcast. You brought joy to them while they were scrolling through their phone, listening to similar content or watching similar things. And that kind of reach is something that wasn't. I, I don't think was as popular when I was full-time YouTubing, you know? Sure. And I think it's on the rise. And so I also took time to learn new editing programs like CapCut, which wasn't around, that has made, that has simplified editing. And when you say you learn this stuff because people are listening and they're like, how does yeah. Nikki do this stuff? Like, how, how, what, what's step one? I go by like what I'm curious about. Like, how did they do that? Like what is what do I like? Okay, what do I like about this podcast clip? Because I like it. It's it's engaging. It's the pace is good. Uh, it's holding my attention. What specifically do I like about that? And what's like when I break things down into parts? Like what do I like about that? And how can I replicate it? And so when I look at a clip like that, it's like okay, well I like this clip because they're talking about something funny or like something interesting you know so there's like they really hone in on what that interesting thing is or what that funny thing is and then they're um captioning it because a lot of people don't listen with sound on don't scroll with sound on so captions are so a fact. must these days like they have the caption there like what are the people talking about without me actually having to turn the sound people on in the work bathroom yeah yeah exactly. i mean it just always is that and um, and there's different types of people like oh, the way people consume content best like I personally would rather scroll on silent and I I read captions more than I listen to the sound and well, it's because it's annoying because sometimes the sound the sound between clips is different and it like like jars me a little bit yeah. it's not like it's all matched it's not like it's all synced the, to the same tone or volume yeah so like listening to clips is really hard for me well and that's sometimes. a that's a whole other conversation about how society is kind of fucked up our like neural systems because like uh neurologically we're just not meant to shift that much like our brains aren't programmed i believe it to, so I get very annoyed when you're quickly scrolling your brain interprets it as you moving from a completely different environment from environment to environment mm -hmm. so like as if you're switching rooms in a house and you, the way that your body moves from different rooms to in a house is much slower than you scrolling on um, Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or whatever. And so your brain isn't wired to be able to like change environments that quickly. And so it's really fucking up our like neurological pathways and shit. I don't know. It's Sounds a whole that's a whole me. whole different topic. I found that interesting. I was reading. I think it was Huberman or I think it was Huberman that was talking about that. Um, but I digress. Uh, short form content is the most uh, 
easy way to get discovered these days, I think, because mm-hmm. when you look at like people like, oh, it's so saturated, you know, content so saturated. Should I even start a YouTube channel? Should I even start a podcast? Well, I got to test firsthand um, starting a podcast and YouTube channel from scratch last year, which I was kind of nervous about because I haven't started a channel, a new channel in 10 years. Yeah. And I didn't know best practices, but I got to like relearn a lot of that. And um, I also didn't use my platforms to really like promote it so it was kind of like how how does a new channel grow organically can it grow organically in a niche market like how what is the natural organic growth of something like this if we're using best practices um and i do want to promote it on my vlog i had every intention to do that but i just wasn't vlogging last year so um i but my point is i didn't use my already built audience to shuffle into a new thing so this was a test of how a new channel could grow organically and i was pretty happy with the results of so far of what we were able to accomplish in a short amount of time and the reach that it ended up getting um over the numbers that i was seeing on like a youtube page you know it's because it wasn't just that a lot of people were watching from just they knew about our podcast just from the shorts um so i think a lot of last year for me was like data collection it was one data collection on my life like what do i want to do as a person and Mm -hmm. in a career um and then also data collection within that career of um what am I most intrigued by and how can I help something grow in a way that's like that is up to date with current um, platform standards. And it only made my passion grow for for content creation because I was at a point where I was like, what do I even want to do now on my channels? You know, this channel, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I've talked about this before. It got demonetized in 2020 and then got remonetized, but it got completely fucked in the algorithm yeah. where like I was only it was only going to a fraction of the subscribers that it was before that like demonetization. Yeah, like a ton, they said a that fraction. she had a weapons manufacturing channel. Which yeah, is really that I was selling illegal firearms and on my channel. Thankfully, shout out Phil DeFranco helped us uh, yeah. screw the situation. But that was like they it took about, hurt, it took about a month yeah. to, to get back uh, the monetization. And then when it did, not only was it just like a drastic, it was like a fucking cliff. It wasn't like a slowly my audience was getting less interested or whatever. I understand that, too. Like, I yeah, get that that ha- that happens. This was a very clear, like, yeah. step off a fucking Knife cliff. Yeah. yeah. And and it was demotivating. It was really discouraging. On top of that, After we were going, all the time that we took building yeah, it. Yeah, like a, almost a decade of building that channel and really putting a lot of pouring my heart and soul into it yeah. um, of what and constantly monitoring like what I could do better and blah, blah, blah. And, and our then, sticky show was killing it for a while. Like we yeah, were getting like was almost 100,000. Yeah, 70,000 views yeah. on average. Um, and we we had Nate like helping yeah. us. We kind of, I kind of felt like it was growing into yeah, a was. production, you know, where we could expand and grow and stuff. And so it was super disheartening for that to happen. And and it was in the middle of the pandemic, so morale was already low. And um, I was just I was working with Big Mood Podcast, and that was just easier to uh, emotionally and mentally sustain. Yeah. While um, and and I kind of just yeah I kind of and then the vlog channel too. Um, so I kind of just like let this go in a way that was it felt right at, to do at you the time followed the thing that yeah you followed the the active thing yeah and i yeah. followed like the emotionally fulfilling thing mm-hmm. which was like damn every time i come to, to my main channel i feel bad because it's just 
I'm putting so much work into it and it's just not hitting the audience that it used to. And partly, you know, I can't, I can't even tell, I wouldn't even be able to analyze it properly of if it's a content thing or if it's an algorithm fucked me thing. Sure. And I don't like not being able to discern that. So it was just easier for me to step away and work on new things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I, I still don't know what I want to do with this channel. I upload the podcast on this channel. So it's primarily been a podcast channel for the past like three years. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, like, do I want to do a new series on this channel or like try to see if I can use the best practices that I learned last year from starting a new channel and incorporate it back into this channel and see like if a new thing could pop off. Sure. I, I don't know. Like, but I do know that my spirit is back in it, like from getting to create and and build and approach content from all kinds of new lenses and with the new technology that we have available with CapCut and AI uh, being able to like take whole podcasts and like make clips from it you know yeah, I haven't watching even you and Caitlin make content last year was a hoot for me yeah and I haven't even begin <laughs> I don't even feel like I've even scratched the surface of the possibilities there and, and we're gonna scratch the surface of the possibilities a little bit more when we come back from our little break. Oh damn, you're just gonna cut off my top three like that? All right. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just wanna take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you wanna rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just wanna say, please rate the show because it helps out a huge amounts. Like we're not desperate, we're like, kind of desperate we're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings so huge shout out right now to brian jorgensen that was sick of you dude thank you god bless uh huge shout out right now to mark mark w in springfield connecticut back to our podcast jenny Bly, hey, back to our podcast in Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast god bless you thank you steven huge. thank you for supporting the show <laughs> and we're back okay so just to be clear of what I've now decided is my top three yes. goals of 2024. Um, I want to uh, work with a bigger company in the industry. I've gotten to work with a lot of them last year. And so working like partnering up with a specific one instead of working with all these different companies, which is fine. I'm like, I'm fine. I like all of them. I like them. Um, but like if I were to just, focus on working with one that would be ideal and even better if i could team up my our podcast that we started last year ace holes with one of these companies and have that be the collaboration um i have a lot of ideas and i'm not really gonna i won't get into them on a public sure. uh platform right now because they're like a lot of them are in, in the works and gestating yeah. mm -hmm. and um i just want to talk to the right people first about them but i have a lot of ideas for how to make something like that happen um and with that like more regular commentating gigs because i really enjoy doing that it's just very sparse the amount of live streams that are available to commentate and then the spots available are like you know within those the, the limits of how often people are streaming and um so i would like like a regular commentating gig i really like doing that i would like to explore that more and host more in 2024 um and then i would like to on the poker front uh get in a regular study routine work with a coach and expand my poker skills in a way that like i'm winning 
I'm winning at the games. I'm winning new things. I want to learn mixed games. So like just I want to dedicate some more time to uh, actually doing playing poker. And I think that helps with commentating and doing all the other stuff that I do within poker media because I have of like an in the field grasp of how the games are working. Right. And then uh, thirdly, I want to vlog all of that. So I want to relaunch the vlog channel in a way that I am documenting this the journey again. Cool. Love that. I, I, that's what I love about the vlog channel is like documenting the journal, uh, the journey. And I don't know why, um, like, I don't know why we're in an era where this generation documents everything they do, but I just know that like watching back the memories, like when I was editing one of the most recent recaps, I went back through like a bunch of different vlogs that, that we did to get like highlight moments and it was really nice just being able to watch back some of those memories because yep. I remember how it happened in my head. But then, you know, things like our wedding vlog, the honeymoon, like a lot of places that we've traveled. It was like, wow, yeah, like I've been there. I did that. Yeah, yeah. We had a that was a great memory. And it's on camera and exactly. it's authentically on camera. It wasn't like we staged it or planned something. Well, that's why there's a lot of cynicism out there right now. I saw like a lot of I saw a bunch of New Year's videos of tons of phones like you know you see like a mile yeah. of phones and people are going this is where america's at or whatever this is where the world's at now your your head's in your phone and i i don't think that cynically dude like like to me it's like people are capturing moments yeah. for themselves and you know what you go back 100 years and you put a phone in someone's hand you better believe they'd be doing the same fucking thing yeah so i just think everyone just you know we all take things so seriously just to criticize like where we are as humans right now yeah but i don't i don't know if i i, I don't know i think part of what i'm going to start doing this year is i mean i'm always pretty a positive person yeah but trying to just like see i already and i think i already do kind of see the light in a lot of things like you you, you and my mother say that a lot yeah but like trying to apply that a little bit more yeah i think personally would be good um, but you know, continue with your, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, no, that was my, those were my three just outlined specifically, yeah. um, because I want to be more, I guess I, a lot, of, I find the magic in not saying my goals out loud because, yeah. um, it doesn't, I don't know, no one else's energy like tampers with it yeah, when yeah, it's yeah. like mine and let's secret. Um, so I don't like getting really specific with it, but I, I also think in the past, like, when I, I've accomplished one of my goals out of nowhere, like, you know, final tabling that WSOP, I never talked about it that much beforehand yes. of like the actual like, okay, I want to do this. So here's the route that I'm taking to get there. I, I showed it a little bit in vlogs of me studying and like me learning different things. And um, the first time I won a tournament online and things like that. People have no um, idea how hard you grinded though. Yeah, but I exactly. And also that like I was strategic in it. Yes. Like it's not like I just, threw shit at the but wall. But to them, you showed up out of nowhere at the World Series of Poker Final Table. So. Yeah. yeah. So just to from the beginning, and I don't think that I, I don't know if I've ever been this clear from the beginning of a year of just like, these are the, the my three main things. There are a lot of other little things like um, I realized how important sleep was last year. Mm. I took an IQ test after I had like very minimal sleep for a week because I was like, they were doing some like, like the group I was with was like just doing like stupid IQ test and I was like appalled and then I got enough sleep and took retook uh, took a different IQ test yeah. you know the next day so it's not like the same one and um got a, a vastly different score and was like it opened my eyes up to how 
my brain was not able to compute or make good decisions on lack of sleep. So how can I make good decisions in game or producing content or, or all go. of that? And so I really made it a point after that to get adequate sleep and make it a priority. Like I knew it was important. I just didn't realize how much your brain and judgment is impacted by uh, even a slight lack of sleep. Because when I say lack of sleep, it wasn't like some people like go days without sleeping. I, I'm talking about like I got five hours of sleep yeah, yeah, a yeah. night, which is way too little for me. Um, and going back to eight hours a night. And on top of that, like meditation, walking, taking vitamins, all of those things are immensely more important than I was placing importance sure, on. Sure. Uh, I just thought there were just things if, to do if you have enough time, like, yeah, get get consistent in that. You know, but if you can't, then whatever. And it's like, no, no, like you should really prioritize these things help you stay so in tune with where you're trying to go. And actually, like sometimes it's like, oh, I don't have time to meditate. No, actually, if you meditated, you would see things more clearly in a way that would make time more efficient. And it's hard. It's counterintuitive when you're in a hyper a modern world that's like, well, I got to get things done and I only have this amount of time to do it. You know, da, da, yeah. da, da, da. But when you actually slow down, meditate, do yoga or whatever it is that like centers your mind and puts it in alignment with your body, um, for whatever the fuck reason, time slows down with you and you just like the matrix, like you just do things more efficiently in slow-mo. It's like you're like, you unlock that limitless thing with the pill and I didn't realize that until I actually um, measured results. And I do brain games every morning now just to like their memory games, their um, math games, and their like reading and spelling and speaking games. And uh, I think they've been helping a lot. And Good. I really just want to do that throughout the YouTube. But like I have little things like that where mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, I want to get my daily life more consistent. But what are my three major things that because then when you start to break those things down of how can I get there? That's where those other things come into play. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm not focused on the day to day. Like, well, I do want to focus on that. But like, that's not where I'm like fixating. Like, did I hit every single day or whatever? Those things are really important. And I will keep that in mind. But what's my bigger goal? And then breaking that down into smaller goals. Love it. Yeah. That's one of the ones that for me is is meditation for this year because yeah. I'm very I have way too active mindset about like hyper focusing I think yeah and I really need to like just chill out like once this year is over I'm gonna take up a new hobby by the way like <laughs> I might do golf or something like I need a new hobby yeah like, I need something new that has nothing to do with like that's like maybe outside like something that just doesn't have to do with numbers doesn't have to do with fucking studying about different things like I need something like you know like golf maybe I'll maybe I'll do golf yeah right? I've been talking about doing golf for a while but I always said to my brother and to my neighbor I was like I'm not playing one fucking round of golf until I get to where I want to get yeah. to yeah and then that's my like little bit that'll be my reward or whatever I don't even know if I'll like golf but like sure I, I, it's got to be something some kind of hobby that just is completely removed from my but day to day I do think it would help you counterintuitively again like this is not just this is, doesn't sound like it helps but i think it would help you to incorporate something on a regular basis that that is has nothing the fuck to do with what you do yeah i know like because this year i tried that approach um 
where instead of during the winter break off, usually I'm game planning for the next year. And I'm like, it, it it's fulfilling for me to like try to like, you know, put everything in order of like, well, and here's how I'm going to attack this and like, you know, and, and take that. And I, it, to me in the past, that was rest, like, quote unquote, that was me resting because I'm not working. I'm not like producing stuff and and working in production and putting out videos. So it's like I'm, you know, I'm, ta- I'm taking a break. Right? right. But I'm not mentally. And this year I did puzzles. I like, you know, I did jigsaw puzzles where I forced myself to like do something completely that hasn't anything to do with anything that I do. Mm-hmm. And it helped so much because it resets your brain to where you're not overcrowding it, I think. You know, like it's almost like, and I've been listening to a lot of um, Abraham Hicks content where she talks about meditation doing this, where it's like um, you're not blocking your receptors from, uh, it, you're not like, actively going after something but you're not blocking it from coming to you and a lot of people think that they have to go to it rather than let it come to you yeah i think i know i need to do this yeah and so but but doing the puzzles really took my brain off of all emotion all Mm -hmm. other things going on in my life and you and when you utilize that hyper focus for something that's like has there's no ego involved it's just like mindless but also like it's solvy like we're doing things but you're just like you're you're turning it off everything else kind of like fell into place it's good and it helped in ways that i didn't i wasn't actively like if i make if i do this puzzle it'll turn my brain off and then i'll be able to achieve things better like it wasn't like that it was just like i feel like doing a puzzle sure and then it ended up helping and so i think for you like incorporating not like okay when i hit my goal then i'll do golf then i'll do an activity that um takes my brain off everything i think finding many things like little mini things not like a whole hobby and sport like golf where it's like you do have to kind of learn a new skill but i can't wait for that but like yeah it'll be fun but like in the meantime it's tough it's tough i mean hopefully hopefully i can find like something yeah something small like you said it's just tough meditation is like a good one to go to yeah because like it's just you know it's like it's just been last 18 months it's just been such a personal journey that i've been on like with like making sure that you know me and my brother get back to where we were and like we're clicking ahead of a schedule right now and i just have to land the plane right like yeah it's just you know for me right now it's just about 11 months to finish this and then and then it's it's like the whole world's my oyster after that so i just i just to make make sure making sure i don't mess up here yeah yeah but i think like something that you can do for 20 minutes that puts you in a meditative state yeah i think so i think that'll be great yeah yeah I, i'm de- and i'm definitely gonna do that every day now like just like go 20 minute meditation whatever or walk yeah walk's Walking. great yeah yeah I, and i've already been doing my workout stuff which i love that's been great for me that's almost like a mini meditation but not quite because i'm still doing something yeah um and taking usually, care of these fish for me has also been like that. yeah for sure yeah yeah um that's one obviously second goal is going to be like i said 11 months finishing the job with my brother kenny our crypto journey it's not the end of our crypto journey yeah. it's the end of this the run, cycle the cycle and and um yeah making sure that we're out of there with the goal that we had in mind which like i said we're running ahead of schedule but got to make sure 
And by the way, for new listeners, if you're just not tuning in and or I don't know how you found us, but thank you for listening. Um, but Steve does a crypto corner every week on, our, pa- corner, on my, our Patreon. Yeah, my show, my live show. Patreon.com slash sticky, S-T-I-K-K-I, where he has helped a lot of people achieve amazing. Um, a, like big goals in a short amount of time. We have over 20 people right now who hit six figures this run, which is just, and those are the people who reached out to me to like thank me or whatever. But like, dude, you guys did the work, man. Like I just told you how I do it. And like you guys had to Six figures from a, a much a smaller amount, amount of money. money. Yeah, yeah, not like putting in like something Not like they crazy. put in 80,000 and now not, they got 100,000. No, nobody's selling their houses. That's why I always tell people like in this game, you don't have to sell your freaking house. Like people who do that stuff, it scares the shit out of me. Like, me and Nikki have never personally put that much into crypto. That's the whole point. Is like mm-hmm. you don't have to put that much in. If you're any good at it, right? You you'll see the multiple show up, and then you'll you'll have earned a bigger amount of money that you can then use for bigger stuff, right? But the idea that you need to take your bigger stuff and turn them into crypto is madness. And uh, yeah, no, it's been great. And you know, there is something too that you've been kicking kicking my way, which is like maybe doing something more public with crypto, like on TikTok or something. But man. It's it's hard because I get so I'm so honest about what I'm doing. I don't know that I want everyone to know. <laughs> but then you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then if if I wasn't able to be as transparent as I am, I don't know if everyone would truly incorporate these practices to to really change the lives like they have. Like cause I've been very honest about how much I put in. Here's how much I have now. They've seen the entire journey from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Like we're not done yet, but from from beginning to to the to this part of the run, I think it would if if I was to, if I was you to do something publicly, and I don't know how you could do refillable content on this. Yeah, uh, but I think more about the philosophy publicly mm-hmm. and more the technical stuff. Um, in actual crypto corner. So like mm-hmm. if people want to learn more about how you do it, then they can join crypto corner right. and be serious about it. But like the philosophy of value investing versus day trading, um, or like, you know, what, what exactly value investing for you means, which is like researching the project, looking for the, waiting for the right timing, dollar cost averaging, yeah. you know, basic concepts that is more emphasizing the philosophy of how you believe you can change your life um, rather than like getting into the nitty gritty technical aspects exactly. and specific coins and why one coin sucks and one coin's good or whatever. Like, you know, people do content on that, yeah. but you don't want to be like the, what is his name? Hot money, Jim, Jim, Jim Kramer. Kramer crypto, yeah. What is ma- mad money? Or, Crip, Jim Kramer, mad money. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't want to do that. Like <laughs> whatever he, he's not, not a knock on him, but like, that's just not it's, your thing. A, it's a knock on him. That's not your it's thing. It's a knock on him. Yeah. Well, no, we, well, look it, the, the, there's already a plenty of YouTube channels right now that do insta judging of crypto projects. Yeah. Entire project with teams behind them and, and like, like and look, there's a lot of bullshit in the space for sure. Yeah. But like entire projects who have teams behind them who are working hard, who are actually sitting there doing the job. And then this guy, there's a lot of them, but they just read about it for 35 seconds and they go, nope, it completely sucks. And yeah. it's just like, dude, that is not, first of all, it's not doing any research at all, not, not doing any work at all, but they're getting a lot of rewards from views and stuff like that. What if your channel was just uh, critiquing other YouTube channels that do I mean, this? Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's sort of, you know, sometimes in Crypto Corner, I do some of that, like, because it's just so insane what some people say yeah. and do. Um, and like, talk about best practices, right? I don't know that... I don't know the best practices. I'm sure someone out there is killing it more than I am, right? Of course, right? But yeah. like, 
my practice works really well. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what I focus on. I focus on my lane. Like I don't do a lot of shit coin stuff. Like a lot of like Doge coinies, Shiba coins, all this stuff. I don't do that stuff. I, I focus on fantastic projects. That I think everyone's missing. And then you just dress like you invest in shit coins. Thank you. Yeah. And, and I like that. part. <laughs> I like that. part. I know that's one of the funnier parts too. People think I'm such a degen. It's really yeah. funny. People think I'm a, I'm a degenerate crypto gambler. People think I'm a degen for playing poker. It's the best dude. I love it. It's um, so mathematical, but it's, I wouldn't, yeah, have, it's I wouldn't have it any Me other neither. way, but it's really funny. Yeah. Um, but that, so yeah, doing, um, landing the plane, finishing the job. I always said we would, by the way, when Luna died, I always said we would, but it's just great to see it all coming together. You know, you always say a lot of shit, right? Yeah. Over and over again. Um, but until it comes together, nobody really believes you. Mm-hmm. But when it starts to come together, everyone can start to see the the end of the journey, right? That the light at the end of the tunnel. This is my favorite part of the of the run of the cycle. So even our producer Mark has done well with us, so it's awesome. Um, and then my third goal, I think is like, I think date nights with you yeah, <laughs> consistently would be very good. Yeah. I mean, I have, so I have sub mini, not mini, but like, you know, sub goals in each category, yeah. um, which we kind of touched on before the break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I want to like, we talk about, we didn't do any vacations or travel last year. Nope. We didn't go to any new places, uh, together, like on a romantic getaway or anything which we usually do at least annually um i i want like some week like seasonal weekend getaways that are like to to nature like Like going to sedona or some shit yeah exactly going to sedona um i want to i want to see the grand canyon Canyon. yeah like things that um put me in touch more with nature and and are like you know right in our backyard basically like because we tend to go to tropical places abroad you know overseas you know and there are plenty of national parks and places in our backyard that like we just either take a drive like take a road trip to or like quick quick plane ride and spend a weekend yeah and it's just us it's kind of romantic it's like we get to explore a new place together which is the fun part anyway and I just want somewhere away from the noise. Yeah. Like, I think that that's what my brain has been craving the most is somewhere where it's just away from the noise and distraction. And don't get me wrong. I fucking love going to tropical beaches and having a mojito on the fuck on the beach with you. Sounds um, perfect. It's great. And we We're doing I want to, do that. I want to do that. Yeah, yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. I want to do that. But I also think that having these like mini getaways would it truly enhance like our romantic lives and like just brain wise getting to like reset you talk about resetting you know just like doing things like that i think would be a nice approach i think i've never done it but like i think that doing a couple of those this year would be great that'd be fun yeah i like that what about your resolutions? Let us know what they are. I don't like calling them resolutions. Or whatever you call them. Goals. I know. I just, goals. It's like <laughs> semantics, but I, <laughs> yeah. but I just, Goals is good. Yeah, goals. Uh, I just like things where you can see measurable progress. Yes. To them. Like, I want to go here. Yes. And there are like milestones that you can see getting there. Yeah. Where like when people are like, I want to eat more veggies. It's like, what's more? Like- just say like have a plan where it's like I want to 
<laughs> you know, like I'm going to make these dishes every week that have two point five pounds of veggies every two days. Yeah, like yeah. I want to see the the progress. I like that though. I think that's good. Talking about best practices, I think that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, uh, all right. and thank you well, all for listening. And yeah, the nothing helps the show more than going to Patreon.com/slash/sticky. Five bucks gets you uh, this show a day early. You get Crypto Corner every Tuesday night, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I moved it up an hour so that my brother could hang for longer. We do a sticky stream once a month, and we do a, a free roll cash poker tournament where we sure. give away sure. cash prizes, yeah. and it's completely uh, free to our members. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see you guys there. And our Discord community is unbelievable. We love you guys. And we'll see you next. Uh, this is like our sixth year of doing the show too. So thank you so much for listening. Thanks everybody. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.